1: both have immaculate taste. Like your um, aesthetic is really, is very curated and strong. So whether or not you think you care about fashion.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nick's going to be extremely excited that you're saying that he has a strong fashion sense. Well, I mean, you
0: do. Thank you. I, I, uh, I would say that I am responsible uh, for, for, a lot of decisions, a lot of personal decisions. Um, I ask Megan if uh, my outfit looks okay, <laughs> and she says no. <laughs> no. Let's, he's gotten
3: really good. Let's at
0: try something else. Picking
3: his like, if he has to wear a suit for a talk show or something, he's gotten really good at big boy, like picking out his own shirt and tie. And it looks great. Back in the day, that was not
1: possible, and now it's a full happening situation. And now he's off on his own, exploring tie dye shirts. He's wearing a fabulous tie dye shirt. All the yes. listeners,
0: Megan got me this from this, uh, from a vintage store, and it's, it's in,
3: in Manchester, in England. England
0: yeah. and it's quite obnoxious. It's like a tie dye, <laughs> white, red, yellow, and black. And the thing is, uh, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go running. And so I like to wear this running because I think uh, of uh, even a drunk driver would have to <laughs> swerve <laughs> when they see this shirt.
1: That's true. So let's talk about you going running. Have you been working out every day and doing productive things during this quarantine season?
0: Uh, y- yes, we have. Uh, but... We, uh, fortunately or fortuitously, already were doing it. Um, (laughs) I started running, I don't know, four years
3: ago, maybe? Yeah, three or four, because I've been doing it almost two.
0: Yeah, so I started running three, four miles a day, and and, uh, here at home, there's there's a destination uh, down the road, so I, I run down to the, the stop sign uh, it's two miles and then i run back so it's a four mile loop
1: yeah you know i um i laughed after you said we were already doing that not because i was laughing at you working out but because uh i thought you were saying you guys were already doing the quarantining thing which um made me <laughs> laugh, because when i too. texted megan asking her like checking in she said, no, it's my dream to stay home in PJs and watch TV all day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like.
3: <laughs> it's kind of what I do anyway. You're so busy, though, all the time. I mean, you're. Um, by the way, I should say we're talking with Zoe Deutsch. Oh, yes.
0: Let's start. The otherwise episode. <laughs> known as
3: my tulip. Well, we've already started the episode the episode of the immortal in bed with nick and megan podcast we've
0: had a kick-ass cold open
3: that was the cold open yeah that's what (laughs) we do we do cold opens so zoe uh you do more movies than anyone who ever i mean i met you on the why him uh in when was that like 2016 yeah that sounds right and just even since then I feel like you've done like 20 movies you've done so many movies that's true right
1: I don't know I think you've
3: done about four a year yeah
1: yeah probably yeah That's a lot I don't know
3: yeah television shows yeah
1: yeah I guess you know I don't know if it I don't know yeah I guess that I guess when you say it like that yeah (laughs) <laughs>
0: That's a so, you, things, so <laughs> things are going okay
1: I think that they I'm so afraid of them nev- uh, it's like that th- you know I'm so afraid of not ever getting a job again that I'm just like if you keep going just full steam ahead keep going don't stop Um. Thing it's, and-
3: it's good I mean it's great to do that and you know it's great that you get so many great parts and you know leads and things and you're so young I mean you're still like 14. How old are you? I'm not. I'm
1: 25.
3: 25. That's so cute. <laughs> She's 25. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it.
1: No. She's um, my little
3: baby. She played my daughter in my him, or I played her mother, I guess,
1: is more to the point. And um, we had fun. We did. You were so fucking funny. I mean, uh, that's not news to anybody, but... <laughs> I also have have a very distinct memory of um, when we all flew to New York together. And, Nick, you, uh, you and I were waiting by baggage for the bags. And I was like, damn, that's a good husband. You were in the car. Oh, and yeah. I was like, what are you doing? He was like, can we get the bags for uh, Megan? I was like, damn, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's the nicest, most gentleman-like gesture.
3: Yeah, he's like that. He's such a
0: it's my He's family's fault. I, I mean, you know, what if what if I what if I went and sat in the car and then something then there was some sort of mishap with our bags and I could have been there and prevented the mishap.
3: <laughs> That's
0: all. That's just common sense. <laughs> Look I'm just I'm just looking out for mishaps. Wow.
3: He's nice. Um how long how long have you guys been together? Only twenty, 20 years. years. Only 20. 20 short years. It's flown by. It really has. I still feel like we just got together about
1: I don't know a year or two ago.
3: Eighteen
0: months. Yeah. 18 you guys
1: months. act like that. It is the greatest love story ever told. It Thank doesn't... you very much. I will plug it. Oh, for that's you. so
3: nice. <laughs> Our book. It does not feel like. I mean, I definitely feel like it's a. It. I don't know what twenty years is supposed to feel like, but it doesn't feel like twenty years. Mm-mm. At all? No. It's nice. Um. Wait. Back to our immortal work in Why Him? We had so many nice people in that cast. Brian Cranston. Oh my god! It was a great cast. He's such a nice guy. And Keegan Michael Key, the two, of, like probably two of the nicest people on the planet.
1: The sweetest, sweetest angels from heaven. Griffin Gluck, who played. Oh, yeah. Your, your son and my brother just texted me. Speaking of being really nice, he texted me. I'm going to read it because it's so sweet. He sent me a picture of the rap card I wrote him, which said, My dearest Grifters, you are a devil child sent from the depths of hell. Fuck you. So <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm also, like, one of the nicest people in Hollywood, you too. You are
3: <laughs> one the of the nicest people the on this podcast right now. That is, no, you are really nice. There's no question about it. You're excellent. So, um, yeah, but that was, it was fun. I, I mean, it was fun for me because I never get to do movies, and I had so much fun doing that, it Was just really um, lovely.
1: We learned, we all learned so much from you and it was a little bit of a, I remember it was a shock when you were like, this is, is that hyperbole or is that true that you was the first movie, first studio? Yeah. First movie, movie I've ever had like a
3: big part in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that crazy? A lead.
3: A lead That's yeah. fucking stupid. It's first crazy. Time it's probably the last. Yeah. yeah. Try
0: living in this house. Try, try waking up next to this <laughs> angel every morning, and and saying, "Why are you? Why are you not uh, in charge of the county?" Uh
3: who knows? Yeah, people are dumb. I think I didn't. I didn't believe in myself enough when I was younger, and I didn't, you know, have the confidence or something. I think that has a lot to do with it. I just kind of, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure. It wasn't meant to be. It's all right. Well, I'm okay with I mean, that. but it,
1: it, you were so funny. We all just would, it was like a. I just. we just got to sit around and watch the Malal show and it was a dream and a half.
3: <laughs> I was thinking about that, how you guys called me Malals because everybody was mispronouncing my last name, which I'm kind of used to, but I figured I, I thought, well, I guess I'll say something about it, you know, at some point. And everybody thought that was so hilarious that my name was pronounced Malali instead of Malali that everybody started calling me Malals.
0: All right. I'm gonna start calling it. <laughs> Which you that. isn't
3: very much of an abbreviation when you really think about it. Not at all. No, I mean it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's we all not. had um we all had nicknames. Yours was the Deutsch. Yeah. It had to be pronounced in that had to be said in that
1: intonation. And I love anybody who can pronounce my last name right because mine is mine is often pronounced uh douche. Oh, that's always nice. Mm. Kind of a bummer. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of not great.
3: (laughs) So, you know, something that I'm fascinated by is your, your fashion presence because you're so beautiful and you have such an incredible, you know, body. And I mean, I'm clearly in love with you. Let's just, (laughs) let me just say it. I don't want to be around the bush, but, um, so consequently, uh, Everybody loves to put their clothes on you and take your picture and it's kind of unbelievable like I do some people think that you're a model if they don't know who you are because you literally I'm have sorry five... are you talking to Zoe? Oh, I'm so sorry honey. Yeah. Oh, we'll get so, to your modeling okay. career in a, in a second. I'm I so was embarrassed. putting <laughs> Zoe first cuz she's our guest. Um, this is for you. <laughs> so, you know, but you've also you have so many incredible photographs of yourself that like your Instagram and everything else. I mean, it, it almost is like you have a second
1: career. It does take a lot of time to be as vain as I am. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fun, a, it vanity. is It's people. Everybody wants to take your picture. It you know? is almost a full time job. To be this obsessed with uh, my image, no, 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 no. But it um, is almost a full time job no. to do that many photo shoots. My my hobbies, which you both are so I'm, I, I admire so greatly, how much you both cultivate your hobbies and how much you nurture them and make them a priority in your lives. Because I think that is, you know. One of the only ways to stay sane and to keep working and to be doing good things that you're actually proud of instead of just like filling time and filling the void, like quality over quantity. You both have such strong hobbies and passions aside from acting. Um, And for me, I have painting and I have photography. And when I get to do these shoots or I'm doing press for a thing and I get to work with these great photographers or great stylists and designers, like I feel like it feeds it's like the greatest masterclass sometimes. And you mm. you know, like, so it's so easy to be like, oh God, I have to go take pictures or be, um, you know, what, you know, or if you're going to something like a, you know, a sh- something where they're paying a lot of money for you to get there and get dressed and do all that thing. Like your, your value is in your worth is in the way that you look. It's like, you're like, ah, whatever. But if I can kind of look past that like and find the one thing that I can learn from like a person or a skill or some lighting thing I don't know it um well it is it is an incredibly creative thing and it it can
3: be incredibly beautiful and expressive and artistic so there is that whole um aspect of it but also I I haven't seen your paintings but I have seen you your some of your drawings that you just like uh, just stuff that you, even just little things you drew on your scripts that were nothing. You're a really good. I think you're very good at that. The applied arts. Thanks. I would love to see some of your paintings. Like what, what medium do you like to work in?
1: Ah, uh, it's all abstract. I'm a, uh, but, um, wh- I do a lot of like, uh, just acrylic on canvas and it's uh, pretty much just also uh, also, like everything ends up red. It's all red. I I try (laughs) to do it. I'm like, today's a blue day and then it ends up in the trash and then there's red. Um, (laughs) uh, But yeah, my grandma was an amazing, amazing artist, very eccentric woman. And she was sort of, um, she was, she is, was my hero. And the, you know, everyone in my family, everyone, they're all artists, which is really, really neat. What a, for you guys were did you guys were your parents artists and or Mm-mm.
3: no um um my father was an aspiring actor and he never really you know he did a few things here and there but nothing much and uh, my mom wasn't really in the arts and as far as i know like not really any not anybody else from my family was really um particularly in the arts, I think I had a great uncle who was wanted to be an opera singer or something like that, but that didn't really happen and hmm. And then Nick's from um pretty much a farm family
0: uh, <laughs> yeah i mean my my mom and dad grew up near each other on farms. uh My mom became a nurse, my dad became a school teacher, but they i've I've thought about this a lot in recent in later years and written some about that. They were and are artists of the art of, of homemaking the agricultural arts. Like they really craft their lives. Like mm. nobody I've ever met, um, to, whether it's rearing their children or they're always making something. Yeah. Uh, my dad makes furniture. Uh, my mom makes quilts and clothing and like, you know, like an old, like a sort of little house on the prairie kind of setting. When, whenever they can, they're making s- some improvement to their lives or the the lives of their loved ones.
3: Your photography is really good too, Zoe. I've just seen you know whatever you've posted on Instagram, and I haven't even been on social media for a while. But I remember thinking, wow, you know, very.
1: I love, I love taking pictures. It's always, it's always been so fun for me. Um, and you I, again, always like doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed something kind of bizarre, upsetting, confusing, which is that because I've always, I've, I, I identify as having a pretty bad memory. I don't know if it's because, you know, it's like a survival mechanism or if it what it is or if it actually is I do genuinely have a bad memory or what whatever but I recognize that if I take a picture of something I can remember it not Mm. I'm saying my my brain it's like my brain thinks hold on to this moment it's important enough to capture it Mm. and it's very strange so if I don't take pictures I'm then so it's almost become like an obsessive tendency as well because I'm so afraid of forgetting important moments or even not important moments. Um, That's cool. Well, you can do something cool with that
3: too down the road. You know, you can do a show or something like that and have different times of your like an autobiographical.
1: <laughs> it's also though like a nightmare when I look at my phone and it's like eighty thousand photos.
3: Oh yeah yeah who the fuck needs eighty thousand fucking photos yeah um i we we were cleaning out our garage as is everyone right now um recently the last week and um i have my mom died last year and i have all of the photos photo albums that she compiled and my mom was like a hoarder of photographs like she was always taking trillions of photos and making photo albums and i mean i have seven giant plastic tubs filled with photo it's albums. crazy
0: in fact i have been mean, thinking about it is she, that your future <laughs> you she, she never could have looked at the photo albums uh that she had done because she was always doing the next photo album
3: yeah. So well, she I mean, just kept
0: accumulating.
3: It's them. it's better for y- for you though because yours is yours all c- can be digital, whereas hers were. But all coffee. my film
1: photos, it's an. I mean, and I have a very small house. i It's a nightmare. I I I, I I've been guilty of like bringing a plastic boxes and like hiding them in my parents' garage and being like, because uh, I don't know <laughs> really? what to do with. I don't know what to do with all the photos. I, don't I know love to, that. I don't know what to. I just realized we're sort of matching. Yeah, like, we're
3: always sort of. Is matching. that a
0: legit a- Apple Pan sweatshirt?
1: It is. It, that's, well, that's the sweatshirt of an LA girl right there. Yeah, I'm so mad. cute. I also recently got an eight one eight tattoo, so you know I'm a <gasps> die hard.
3: <gasps>
0: Dang, that's
3: girl.
1: amazing. So I love. I I don't know.
3: Maybe you don't find this to be true because you you grew up in Los Angeles, but I always think the LA girls are the coolest. Like a, a many, many of my friends. You're not going to believe this, but I happen here. to
1: agree. No, I. Uh, <laughs> you do good. <laughs> I think I'm fucking awesome. No, uh, <laughs> I, I. All my all my best friends are from here. I. I yeah. I don't know. I, it's mm. so funny the way that people look at me though. Like I have a unicorn horn sticking out of my head when I say I'm from here. They're like, no fucking way. You're from here? How? Like I've never yeah. met anyone from LA. And you grew up in a showbiz family. Tell everybody about your parents. Yes, uh, my mother is an actress and a director named Leah Thompson, and my father is a Back director to the future. and a producer named Howard Deutsch. My, uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's and, that's so
3: cool. Um, and uh, your mom is still acting and being amazing she was
0: we just watched something that she directed
3: an episode
0: of one of our shows oh really uh would she have directed better call saul
1: she didn't direct that but she should she's such a good director but i don't know what but she directs a lot of tv yeah. and she directed a movie actually that i produced that my sister wrote and starred in and did the score for um
2: what is is that called called?
1: it's called the Year of Spectacular Men, and you can watch it on Hulu or iTunes. And I'm oh, really I want to see that! Yeah, I haven't
3: gotten to see that one I've... yet. You're in so many movies; it's like my God, I have to <laughs> dedicate
1: a month of my life to see all of your stuff. No, well, that yeah. one, uh, you know, that one's that was a, a real family affair, and it was neat because it was we were able to create opportunities for each other that other people weren't necessarily you know gonna give us like no one at the time was telling giving my sister an opportunity to you know make a movie star in a movie do the score in the of the movie write the movie my mom directed me produce like no one's you know these are jobs that we kind of created for each other Mm -hmm. um and it was a really fulfilling experience and we all survived too we we still talk to each other (laughs) if you can believe (laughs) it or not that
3: always helps i wonder how much so you grew up in a creative family who are working in the arts, so I wonder how much of your creativity, um, your being a great actress and being, a, uh, great, being great at painting and drawing and being a great photographer, I wonder how much of that, of your creativity and your desire to investigate creative avenues comes from being part of a creative family and how much of it would have been innate to you had your parents been in a different in different professions it's impossible to know it's impossible to
1: know but of course i mean everything to do with it it is every I, I having growing up in a home where i knew that this is a real job that's possible that this you know the understanding that this is a thing that mm-hmm. can happen is so much more of a that that to me is like at the uh, the core 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 of the nepotism element which is like the greater understanding that this is so possible. Mm-hmm. This is not impossible. Um I don't That know. helps. Yeah, that helps. I, I, I mean, helps immensely. I don't know. I don't know if I would ever ever have even dreamed that I could be an actor or an artist if I wasn't around it. Who knows? Because if you loved, you know, if you love Movies
3: and television and things like that. Then you might have, yeah, but you might not have known if you could do it because it's always in, it's ingrained in everybody. Like, oh, don't try to do that. There's too much competition. You're never going to make it. It's this and then blah blah. But you can't, you know, listen to any of that. Um, everybody tried to say that to me when I moved out here. You know. Yeah, I
1: don't know how. I mean, you, I yeah, you would. I don't know what that's like.
3: But you know, in in my case, my dad was an actor. His although i never saw him act much i mean i might have seen him in a in a play or two something like that growing up but it was more that his personality was very he was very flamboyant and um over the top kind of thing so that was part of it but i genuinely loved uh television and all of that and I loved music, and I was always singing to the radio from the time I was little, like four or five years old. And um, so part of it was just innate because I didn't see that in my in my father wasn't musical at all. And then with, in Nick's case, his family are not in the arts at all or in the performing arts at all, you yeah. know. And
1: so... But Nick, but Nick wouldn't have known that he he's he his passion for woodworking had it not been of the nepotism of his craftsman family. So you know, you you (laughs) owe all of that.
0: It's (laughs) true. True. To my dad and my and uh, I mean my whole family they all uh, use tools. Um, The my two uncles are farmers, and when you're a farmer, you have to be a carpenter and a mechanic. And a biologist and a veterinarian, and um, but the the ladies too. Like everybody can sew a button, everybody can dig a hole with a shovel. I can do
1: both those things.
0: My sisters <laughs> can split firewood a lot more effectively than I can.
3: But you know, when you when when Nick was growing up. Uh, you know, the the town that he's from is still pretty small, but the, back then it was very small. It was like 5,000 people or something, and there wasn't even a movie theater, right? So Oh, no.
0: There's still not. Still
3: not. And so they had se- seven, was it 70? How many DVDs or how many VHS? Oh,
0: we had like, yeah, like seven VHS cassettes. The
3: only movies he'd seen were these Movies, which he will now enumerate.
0: Singing in the Rain, Seven (laughs) Brides for Seven Brothers, uh, The Quiet Man, um, Bridge Over the River Kwai, (laughs) uh, and and others.
3: Oh, gosh. So, you know, he didn't really have a lot to go on. uh,
0: Sound of Music.
3: (laughs) Uh, But so, you know, in other words, there was something sparked in him even though he wasn't exposed to the performing arts at all yeah my whole
0: community flatly said oh no you can't do that like you you can't get there from here
3: he didn't even really know what he he was interested in performing but he didn't even know it and he didn't understand how to articulate it or what to do about it. It was just something I think that was innate because I've seen the home movies from when he was a kid and there'll be a Big gathering, like Thanksgiving, and they pan around the room to his gigantic family of like 5,000 million people. They're panning (laughs) around, and they're panning around, and they get to, and everybody's just kind of shyly like, maybe there's a wave if they're not too shy to even wave. Everybody's very, um, his family are not uh, overt in any way, shape, or form. And it gets to Nick, and he's just going like this. He's just pointing at his own head and kind of jumping up and down because there's something in him that was like...
0: Yeah. This was just last Thanksgiving. Look at me.
3: <laughs> I have something to offer
0: Yeah, no, I'm, on camera. I'm like 11 or I don't 12. don't know what. And I'm literally gesturing as if to say, oh, you're rolling a camera? Get a load of this. <laughs> you want showbiz? But show he doesn't biz? even know right. why. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: I don't think, you know, pointing at your own head and jumping up and down qualifies as showbiz, but that was the closest you had to being able to figure.
0: Guess what? Here I am.
3: Figure it out. In a very (laughs) fancy tie-dye shirt. That's right. Uh, Have you seen his new show, Devs, yet? No. Oh, my God, Zoe. I'm a bad person. It's going to. No, you're not. Because I haven't seen some of your stuff that I'm getting ready to talk about and confess to not having seen um
0: who can see Everything? Your, anymore? it's gonna
3: be your new favorite show. it's on I'm, FX Hulu. I'm
1: gonna right now I'm on a war path to finish the, the sopranos and oh, everybody's gonna... watching the sopranos every because Megan, so many when people. other what other point in anyone's life is there are we gonna have where it's like, I need. Eight, over a hundred hours of television. Yeah, but why did everybody pick the Sopranos? It's so interesting. I picked it because everybody says it's the greatest show of all time, and I never great wanted, show. never, ever, ever wanted to ever commit to something that has that. that you know, but
3: you're the third person I've talked to who's I watching know, the whole
1: thing. I'm almost done with, no, I'm halfway through season three, and when I started, Yesterday, no. When I started, <laughs> like two weeks ago, I, the same experience. I told people, and they were like, "We just started too. We just started
0: too." Um, That's so. End interesting. of season three. The uh, this is a bit of a spoiler, but the Italian guy gets it. <laughs> just a heads up.
3: Uh, or the mm. Italian woman gets it. Somebody Did, Italian. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Listen. I'm going to watch your show after the Italian guy, guy uh, and other guy gets it. Did you ever watch 6 feet under? No.
3: That should be your next one. Yeah, that's
0: a good one. That's
3: a good one. That's really 6 good. seasons. That'll Guys, fill there's up so some much time.
1: stuff to watch. What are you guys watching right now? Um
0: Last night we started a show called Alone, <laughs> which it's is not a
3: scripted show.
0: It, it was like, okay, we we're fans of Survivor and and so then they then they made Naked and Afraid, of which I
3: love well, it's so good.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I, I'd say they took, took it a couple steps too far. So now, with <laughs> the show alone, they've backed it up to where it's strictly survivalists uh, on, on Vancouver Island. And literally, the Chiron at the top of the show says, on this island, there are 7,000 7, bears. A 1,000 cougars.
3: And 2,000 wolves. And
0: a couple hundred wolves. Oh, a
3: couple hundred?
0: Yeah. And so each guy is set down uh, where he he can't get to anybody else. So you're alone. You can bring 10 items. It's crazy and terrifying. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, there are no camera people or sound people or anything. It sounds like I should have been on this with my me and my sister. We went last year to East Africa, and we did a road trip from rwanda to uganda because we wanted to we wanted to trek with the gorillas in uganda and so we drove through the rwandan border to uganda and then the ugandan in in the border we got stopped because we didn't have the right they they wanted a different form of currency even though we had checked with everyone we had the right we had the right whatever anyway point is (sighs) we got held up at the border for too long and it got dark and so it was dark when we were driving and we have to drive up the to all the all the silverback gorillas live on one volcano and we were driving to the top of this volcano to get to our uh, the place where we were going to stay for the night. There are no lights and no service and um, no street signs. And there's just one road to get to the top of the volcano. But it started pouring rain. It was dark. We had no service. We couldn't find the sign. We went the wrong way. We went the opposite way up the volcano. So it's a muddy road. We're on the edge of a cliff of a volcano with all the silverback gorillas in the world alone. Um, uh, all oh my, It was, it by far was the scariest. Um, Holy it it cow. was very, wow. yeah, but also we were, it was a multitude of things. Like we were afraid that the car was going to get stuck in the mud because it was raining. We were afraid something was going to happen and we'd fall off the edge of the volcanic cliff. We were also afraid of these big, big, big predator gorillas. Um, and um, that's my alone story. Oh, my God. That's that,
0: That's intense. a little more fascinating than us watching TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, uh, all that's the... wild. So
0: d- how, did it, everything turn out okay?
1: No, my sister was eaten by a silverback so oh, <laughs> <that girl>. oh, <laughs> no. I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> no, you're doing turn.
1: great, though. Dude, it, you it made like for a great story. story. That's yeah, true. I don't know. She's fine. I mean, she's not, but... Um, No, it ended up okay. Um, But we did get the only time we got service, which was so ridiculous. It was for, it was, I I didn't even see the service pop up, but we got service and I got a a call from Australia. I was like, maybe it's the, maybe it's the, the, where we're staying up top that maybe they see, they're wondering where we are. So I pick it up and I hear, hello. I was like, hello. And my mom was like, are you okay? And I was like, mom, (laughs) it was like. And she, and, and she could tell all I said was hello, and she knew something was wrong. And I was like, first off, how did you know to call me? I didn't say anything. I was like, we're fine. She's like, where are you? Can I talk uh, to Maddie? I was like, nope, we're fine. I'll call you in a little. Like, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> oh,
3: uh, One moment. Yeah, everything's That's great. Amazing.
1: <laughs> that is amazing have you guys watched uh, sorry back to reality tv have you guys watched love is blind yet or tiger yeah, king
3: yes yes it's amazing have you seen it obviously yeah obvi- obs okay well let me just go you one better have you seen temptation island it's all i can talk about
1: no do i need to watch it
3: Oh, my God. Actually, you should probably just drop out of the podcast and start watching yeah, it right now. It it's that good. <laughs> it fire makes it Love is Blind look like Christian ministry. It is absolutely, ins- it's, it's a whorehouse. They go to a whorehouse, basically, but not really. They, they try to disguise it as something else.
1: It's but you, were, I remember you were not you were not a bachelor girl, but now you've switched to... Are oh, no, a bachelor?
3: I've always been full bachelor.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: You like to watch new stuff, right?
3: No. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. No, that's in the last two
1: years. There's no. No, no.
3: It's every no. season since the year two thousand. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. No way. You really? Yes. Since I the very. You- I've seen every season. I've seen all the. I even saw fucking Winter Games. Is how, in it
0: I am. I can't. But were, were there no lapses?
3: No. Um. In. In, like, t- around 2005 or six, I didn't watch for, like, two years, and I that's mean, it.
0: I mean, yeah, lapses or no, Megan has certainly been a very committed Bachelor, uh, a, a citizen of Bachelor Nation.
3: Um, I think Nick? little Mr. Nick Offerman is also a pretty committed citizen. Yeah. Don't try to pretend like you're not totally into it.
0: Uh, you're
3: still a man. Nobody's questioning your I, virility. I'm not worried
0: about that. I, I do... Given my druthers, <laughs> I wouldn't choose to watch it, but it's fun to watch it with Megan. And it's it's like going to get fast food. I always feel like it's it's like, let's eat garbage tonight and we, let's revel in it's it. So Which you fun.
3: both
1: don't ever do.
3: And we, we were yeah. dying during Temptation Island. It's the kind of show where you'll be screaming at the television.
0: It's the most, yeah, it's the most garbage. Like they, Oh, it's... By it's a worst, show where the they best, take suppose, like a relationship. They take four couples in relationships and to... Who put,
3: supposedly are questioning, like, oh, is this relationship going to be forever? Okay, yeah, that's...
0: They're, they're putting it to the test. They're, they're uh, t- testing the integrity of their relationship by going on a TV show being separated into a house of four guys and four ladies so the,
3: the men from the couple are on one part of the island and the women from the couple are on the other
0: and then they bring in like 12 or 16 hookers i mean the contestants
3: sex, contestants
0: where they're so it's like the guys live Who in a house hookers? and and they bring in 16 women that are like Hi, I'm Julie, all and I'm they, here to bang you. Yeah,
3: they just try then, desperately try to have sex with the people from the couples.
0: And they do. And what? They and they
3: do, and it's all on camera, and you need to start watching it literally right now. You, If you put it on <laughs> right now, we'll still talk to you while you're watching it. Do you have a favorite season, though? It's only two seasons. Oh. Um Just please, like, you're going to want it to last forever. So, I don't know, pace yourself. There's a season from like a long time ago. They did it in like, I don't know, 15 years ago. And there was one season from back then or maybe two, but it's not quite as, it's good. It's still good, but it's not like it is now.
1: Can I ask you a question being an aficionado of this, this, this world? Yes, please. Is there one person who has ever been on one of these shows that isn't a psychopath? No. (laughs) Not really. Well,
0: there's the. (laughs) the, What about about Trista and Ryan? Trista
3: and Ryan, the first bachelorette, Trista, um, who picked Ryan and they. Colorado Fireman. Colorado Fireman, super cute. And they got married and had babies and. Still live in Colorado. He's still a fireman, and we met them um, a long time ago. And they were really, really nice. No, there are really nice people. Um, one of the guys who's on Survivor right now, Jeremy Collins, he's super nice. I mean, there are definitely nice people. But the dating shows are different from like Survivor. Yeah, when you
0: go on TV,
3: well, it's all different now because of social media. Everybody. I'm just not wants talking about Instagram Survivor. Followers. I'm
1: not talking about like American Idol. I'm. I'm not. I'm not talking about. I'm yeah. Talking about- the dating shows were mm-hmm. at its core, it is so the antithesis of, uh, uh, you, you know, it's so the opposite of what finding, you know what I mean? It's fascinating. Well, I think it's, yeah, and I think Rome's especially
3: now because Hunger everybody game just Ship. wants Instagram followers, you know, that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's changed it a lot because people know that if they go on and they, they just want to be on television, um, then they can get themselves more attention by becoming the villain or by becoming the one who cries all the time or by becoming, you know, so that that's part of it now. I think
0: we've developed a saying around our house. So on one of these shows, you know, let's say a young man and woman will get drunk and, uh, end up committing, he's committing an infidelity by falling into bed with her. Then the next night, he commits an infidelity with a second girl and falls into bed with her. And so then they interview the first girl, who's breaking down and sobbing and saying, "Why can't I find <laughs> a decent per- love, of, uh, loving relationship?" And so, and the saying we've developed is, "If only there was some way this could have been prevented."
3: <laughs> could have been avoided. Like
0: what? Yeah. What? How? Yeah. Uh, how could I find love? How, how could I go on a TV show?
3: Why do I why am I getting my heart broken? Well, it's because you're on a show where the guy is going to have sex with, you know, three different women yeah. on three consecutive nights. Yeah, it's it's all crazy, but it's not as good. Like those shows like The Bachelor, they're not as good if it becomes about people just wanting to be on television it really does need to be about people falling in love because sometimes they do because a lot of people from the bachelor have gotten married and had kids and are very happy but it's getting it's starting to feel a little more like it's getting away from
1: that and they need to figure out a way to fix that how many times do you think contestants have started to ship crew members Oh yeah.
0: Good question. I always
3: think about that. I'm sure that the crew is uh, are under strict instructions not to do that, but you know it happens. Oh, of course I mean it's gotta. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I hope so. Oh yeah. That makes it more fun. Yeah. I-
0: Sound guy.
3: You well, you're always gonna, you know, be in a relationship with some super cute, nice boy, but if you weren't Would you ever do like, you know, online dating or would you ever do an app?
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm not canceling it out. I just don't know what I would. It doesn't. I don't know. I I don't know. It feels feels weird to me and Mm -hmm. scary in a whole different I can't
3: figure out if I would have done that
1: or not. I feel like I would have been so curious about it. I mean, I've literally been in in relationships since I was like 13. So I don't, I'm, this is an interesting
3: time to be single though with everybody under lockdown. I mean,
1: you're not going to be going out meeting people right now. Right. I know the amount of group chats I have with girlfriends being like love in the time of Corona. Like what do I do? Like they're also, (laughs) and it's fascinating. Like I have friends that God, it's crazy right now. Like I have a friend who she like made out with a guy at, on a trip and then he like flew to LA to see her and he flew to LA. Oh, they had just made out. That was it. He flew out to LA and he got stuck in LA and he sta- he's staying with her. Oh, wow. And she found out he has a girlfriend. <gasps> and oh, the- no. At, literally, and she- they're trapped And together. they're stuck together. And they're full-blown strangers. I mean, oh, it's insane. God. And God. He- and I mean, I have friends that I mean the whole thing is I have friends that you know, they one friend that got broken up with the day before the quarantine started and uh, she's just like alone, like going through a horrible breakup, but like so alone, can't see anyone. I have like uh, the, it's just, That's wow. terrible. I know. Love in the of corona. As you're smiling. <laughs> <laughs> i love
0: it where is the this, the,
1: this bitch loves drama so
3: much uh, She's like, oh. i love the boyfriends and the girlfriends you know yeah, yeah i love I the love relationships it doesn't have to be the boys and the girls it could be boys and boys and girls and girls
0: mix and match
3: yeah all right well you have to pee and we love you and we're so happy you did the podcast what a nice tr- what
0: a treat to get to hang out i
3: know you. it's so fun this is probably the longest that you've ever gotten to be around zoe right by
0: far yeah Oh, it's nice. just this and that time at, at the baggage uh, claim area.
1: But it was memorable. That yep. baggage claim area at JFK was memorable.
0: This is, this is our, <laughs> yes, our second hang. <laughs> we
1: We didn't
3: get into all the things that could get us sued, but next time... Next time we will.
1: I'm very ready for that, (laughs) by the way. And by the way, for anyone listening, we're not kidding. (laughs) No, we are not. We are definitely not. We actually have something that we would love to discuss and potentially get sued over.
0: (laughs) You you have full cups of tea and and there's a tremor coming. Uh, The tea might very well be spilt.
3: I think it's outside of the statute of limitations now, so I think we're good. We wouldn't even get sued.
1: Well, shall we organize a, a, a follow-up to <laughs> podcast part two? The lawsuit. I mean, y'all, y'all bitches want some good
3: ratings and numbers, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, thanks for coming on In Bad with Nick and Megan, starring Nick Offerman.
0: Good evening.
3: <laughs> Love you. Bed with Nick and Megan is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts.